Hey, everybody, what's up? It is Thursday morning, and that means it's time for an episode of Best on the Board here at the Athletic Thursday Night Football NFL Week 11 kicking off later tonight. Of course, we've got a big full college slate ahead of us as well. We're going to dive into all that stuff here on this episode of Best on the Board. Michael Beller here with you. Also here with you is Ari Wasserman. Ari, what's going on today? Hey, what's going on? Feels good to be back. Uh, I'm a little cold right now, so I'm hoping <laughs> that that doesn't uh, carry over to the show, but I don't know if you guys saw the South Alabama uh, App State game, and I don't know if Bad Beats has happened yet, Scott Van Pelt, <laughs> but um, I was like in that mode where I was telling Dan, I, ca- I cannot lose. I can't lose. <laughs> and then South Alabama was plus 19, I believe, and they were driving with like three minutes left to score a touchdown, and they threw a pick six, and then lost 31 to 7 and ever since that point I can't win. So like I I don't know if that happens to you guys but like it goes from very good to very bad very quickly for me. So I'm hoping to kind of bounce back this weekend. No, that that never happens to me. It's just it's smooth sailing and winning all the time. That's it. That's well, it. I don't know like if you ever feel like you just like no matter what you're doing. It's like it's like always in gambling whether it be sports or blackjack or you know any other casino uh-huh. game where there are certain times where no matter what you do you just are blessed. You know what I mean? Like you're going to win. You're, you know, you're getting the cards out of the shoe that you need. You're mm-hmm. hitting the, you know, dice numbers. Like it's just like you're in, in the zone. And there's sometimes there's like no matter what you do or what you what you bet, it's just going to lose. And yeah, it's just like it. I don't understand why, like, you know, you would just think you'd be like five and five. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> instead of just like eight and oh and then oh and eight. <laughs> that's how it does seem to go right now I'm, uh, I'm in one of those cold streaks as well as we all know here uh picking props on uh, this thursday episode of best on the board dan san ramita with us as well dan uh cold hot how you feeling cold also because the arizona state game which ari and i both had i just want to go in i a was little... also on that. oh god <laughs> i was i was texting uh zach bacali one's our one of our uh writers uh in the betting side uh-huh. who went to arizona state and i was like when they went down 14 nothing, I was like, hey, man, what's going on with your Sun Devils? And then, you know, then they woke <laughs> up, and I remember texting them, and they were, I think, we was, what was the line? It was like six and a half or sub six. Six. Yeah, six. Yeah. six. And they were up like a few points, and I was like, you know, maybe they'll get a pick six for me here in this last drive. And I'm watching, like, stream <laughs> a little bit behind, and he just goes, oh, my God, they did it. And I'm, like, going nuts, waiting for the <laughs> – I see the pick six ten seconds later. And then let Washington score in 19 seconds to close the game. Like, what, 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 you get that dumb pick six to get the cover, and they don't even finish it. Yeah, I don't even understand. I haven't – I still, Dan, have not watched the replay. <laughs> like, I, I was like – I saw the pick six on my phone because I was watching the, the game cast. Like I was on like nineteen other games, I was probably yeah. watching another one. But like I, uh, I get really out of control on Saturday. But then I texted Dan and I said, "Dude, we're gonna hit it because of this pick six. And then I turned and then I like refreshed mm-hmm. it, and it was just like four seconds left, second and goal from the Arizona or from the Arizona State too. And I'm like, I still to this day can't fathom how Washington, the most anemic offense on the face of the earth, got down to the, what happened? Did they hit like a, a hail mary big play to get down to the two yard line? They just chunked like twenty yards of play, basically. <laughs> every play uh, this is why we love this this is why we love this because we get to talk about break down these horrible beats days later and they <laughs> stick with us right no one remembers the wins I we don't. all remember the losses That's well just... actually i will to be fair i will say i had wyoming on oh, friday night last week <laughs> and wyoming hit a 78 yard touchdown pass as time expired to cover the 14 so you know i do remember that one so maybe <laughs> i guess i guess yeah. uh you know i'll give some credit there 
all we can do is hope that we get a few more of those than the other side of things, and that's just typically not how it works out. Let's dive into our picks here, you guys. We've got uh, two picks apiece. You guys are going to live in the college world. I'm going to take things over to the NFL world, although yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Um, Want to start, though, with uh, RE pick number one here. Cincinnati and SMU is where we're going to go. SMU, 11.5-point dogs at Cincinnati. Obviously, every game here is building a Cincinnati playoff case. It's going to be something that uh, is most talked about down the stretch here in the college football season. What do you got in this game? Well, here's what I'll say. Um, you know, having covered college football for a very long time, guys, it's really, really hard to go undefeated. I don't care what conference you're in mm -hmm. or what, you know, how much better you are than the, the peers that you have in that conference. And Cincinnati just has not been really clicking on all cylinders the last, you know, month. You know, 27-20 to, to Navy, 31-12 to Lane, 28-20 against Tulsa in a game that probably should have gone to overtime if it wasn't for some weird grab ass at the end of the game. <laughs> and USF, they, they won by 17. But SMU is probably the, what, second or third, probably the second best, uh, you know, team on their schedule. And they are, you know, a team that's 8-2 and two right now, a team that can put up some points. You know, they have an experienced quarterback, and I get that it's on the road, but, you know, at a certain point, like, Cincinnati's blowouts have stopped, and you got to wonder, like, when is it going to catch up to them? You know, maybe it won't, but I, to me, like, think that playing SMU plus 11.5 here is quite a big number for a game that I think should be pretty tough, and um, also I might play a little money line as well because I'm kind of anticipating, I'm anticipating that Cincinnati's going to be in a game here. Well, they have failed to cover their last four games, so I think there's there's definitely a trend towards them messing around a little bit. Uh, I, I like this bet, too. I think SMU is, is like I already said, one of the best teams they have in their schedule, and Cincinnati has struggled against teams not as good. So I think it's reasonable to think SMU can play well. The thing I'd be a little bit worried about is that Cincinnati knows they can coast against 80% of their schedule. Is this the game where they've been kind of circling, like, all right, we got to – focus for this one and they've been looking ahead to it but yeah i i i, I would play smu as well I, th I think it's a good spot let's throw some predictions down right now you guys let's say undefeated cincinnati gets in with the way that the committee's been treating them i think we could assume that we, they would be the four seed in the playoff what is georgia cincinnati spread in the wow. semifinal uh 19 <laughs> yeah i was, I was I like 20 and a half right. or something yeah yeah, yeah, right. I mean, just look at some, what, what, like, like the George, some of the more recent spreads against like the non-Alabama SEC, the good non-Alabama SEC teams that they've played. I think you could pretty much just copy and paste that over to a, a game against Cincinnati if that ends up being one of the college football playoff semifinals. And you know, maybe it will be. We'll be watching that over the next couple of weeks. Dan, let's get on over to Missouri and Florida. Missouri eight and a half point dogs in this game at home against the Gators. Uh, just going with the homer ride here, huh? <laughs> This is simultaneously the most confident and my least favorite pick of the year on this show, I feel like. Between uh, – it's just a total Florida fade. It happens to be that my school is a team playing them. Uh, I just – yeah, I remember when the, the early lines were coming out, I saw a book had it at 10 points, and my eyes, like, lit up. I was like, like <laughs> just – I need another bank account for this. Like, this is insane to me. Uh, I've seen it as low as seven and I, seven and a half, I think. Anything over a touchdown for Florida right now seems insane. Uh, mm -hmm. And Missouri's an incredibly flawed team. So it's like, 
what do I do here? Like I, I've watched this Missouri team uh, very closely, and they're not good. They're not good at all. <laughs> Their defense is, is probably the worst. Making a hell of a case here, Dan, right now. <laughs> well, look, it, I, it, this is how confident I am is that I understand how bad this Missouri team is in some facets, and I still am super confident in this bet. Florida plays South Carolina, loses 40-17. to Missouri just beat that South Carolina team by three and should have been by more, whatever. Um, they, I mean, they were up 17 in the red zone with 10 minutes to go and ended up being a three-point game somehow. So that's what I'm working with in this one. But uh, Florida, look, they, it looks like they've quit, right? Like they, they get blown out at South Carolina, which never should have happened. They give up 42 points at halftime to Samford. And that's the thing I feel a little bit better about. This isn't a, an overreaction to Samford. If anything, I had this in mind dating back to the South Carolina game two weeks ago. I, I know um, – Bruce Feldman and G. Allen Taylor had a story a couple few weeks ago about Florida, and the headline was a quote from an SEC East coach saying, uh, Florida, they just don't play hard. And I feel like that's what we're dealing with right now. Like, Florida's basically, they basically lost four straight. I mean, giving up 52 points to, Stan- to uh, mm-hmm. Samford feels like a loss. You know, they lose at LSU, which had been struggling. They get blown out by Georgia. Okay, no big deal. They get blown out by South Carolina, which has no reason to happen. I, I just wonder if this team has anything to play for. And I, I, as flawed as Missouri is, I don't know that Florida should be covering more than a, a score right now. Well, you're not betting on football. You're betting on whether or not you think that Florida gave up on Dan Mullen. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, mm. that's what that's what you're that's what <laughs> yeah. you're betting on. And honestly, yeah. like what all indications are that they have. Yeah. I mean, losing to South Carolina by as much as they did, and you know, I know they won the game last week, but yeah, Sanford put up a fifty burger on that team. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I think I'm with you, especially considering the fact that it's multiple scores. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if we're in the seven or six and a half range, I'd be a little bit yeah. iffy. But, like, if Missouri won, would anybody be, like, no. shocked by that? Yeah. So, I don't think like, you're, yeah. Yeah. You're not shocked so by I, anything I think after I, giving up 50 to Sanford. I think what you're doing is you're playing a little – this is a, a kind of a gamble, like it would be at a table game mm-hmm. a little bit, but I, like, like it. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who knows me who bets nine <laughs> games live a day, you know, will know that I kind of yeah. like the risk of things. You play in the bonus little the, the bonus spot on three card poker. I'm the type of person that, that of if stuff. I'm playing three uh, blackjack or three card, <laughs> and I don't play the bonus and anything hits, like I feel like I lost the hand. <laughs> You're up up fifteen hundred at the three card poker table, but you forgot that one bonus. And if you played I'd the bonus really the whole mad. time, you'd yeah. be down actually, but it's happened to yeah. me before. There was, there's was a, a side bet at, in Phoenix. That's like a lucky ladies. That's what it's called. I don't know if that's like, but what basically is the, the prop bet was if you have get two Queens, of, two Queens of hearts and hit a 20 <laughs> and they have blackjack, it's a thousand to one. It's a thousand to one. Yeah. And I was playing $3 or $2, uh, you know, side bonus. bets the entire yeah. the entire day, and then I like forgot for a few hands, and then five or six hands into it, they hit the thought, and I would have won three grand. And oh. I, I forgot to put the money out there. That's the problem with though. You have to you have to play them always or never. Yeah, right? you can't just dabble in. And the, like in I the also understand bets. the idea too. That's like <laughs> if you're playing twenty bucks or twenty five a hand, and right? You're playing four or five dollars on the side bet, you're like playing 20 percent loss of every hand you play yes. yeah like i understand how stupid it is but you're taking your scarred from that you're taking you're, you're turning a 51 percent house edge into like a 71 percent house edge. can i can i just like tell you a story about me real yeah, quick sure. like yeah. it's gonna take three minutes but it's yeah like, no let's hear it 
Let's hear it. I'm just talking not, about stupid Mike Davis props anyways yeah, that no one cares about. Yeah, well, I'm going to tail every single prop that you say. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to hit one this week, right, bud? <laughs> when I was a kid, so I grew up in Phoenix, and when I was a kid, um, we had a lot of trips to Vegas because it was yeah. only four hours away. My dad worked up there a lot, but it's like an easy thing to do for the weekend, put the kids in the car, go up to Vegas. And at that point, you got to remember, like, in the 2000s, it was like, circus circus and excalibur and like these Mm. casinos were like built to like you know you're just a kid so you like look up at the excalibur and you think oh my god that's amazing there's like all these like entertainment things very family friendly it's not like that anymore become family friendly they were family friendly for 10 years and they realized how moronic that was but they (laughs) they they were for 10 years (laughs) and we were in caesar's palace and we were just like walking around and my mom or i kept telling my mom please play that slot machine, please play it. And like, it was like every slot machine I saw that one's calling my name. That one's calling my name. Anyway, after like 10 times of doing it, my mom like grabs me by the arm and she goes, pick the slot machine that you want me to play. I'm going to take 20 bucks out. I'm going to show you how quickly you can lose $20 and teach you a lesson. I point to a slot machine in the corner of the thing and she pulls out like 40 bucks, I think. She sits down at the slot machine, and at that time, you ca- I couldn't walk. You know, you had to stay on the pathway when you uh-huh. were a kid, when you were sure. underage. And she puts the money into the slot machine, and she's hitting the button. She's looking back at me. Look at this. She's loser, loser, <laughs> loser, looking at me like, oh, this is how dumb gambling is. Why would I? We could have bought something. And then she's looking back at me, and she hits the button. And, like, there was, like, maybe 10 bucks left on her credits. She's looking at me and looking at me, and then... <laughs> All of a sudden, she hears ding, 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 and she like looks around up to the up to the thing, and I think she popped off like two grand. <laughs> and then she took me to get ice cream, and then ever since then, I've associated gambling with happiness, and then eating with happiness. So the, the two uh, worst traits of my life happened in like a thirty second span. So like I'm a believer, I, I really am. Like if oh this team is nine to one odds right now, and they're only down oh, by fourteen. Good. Yeah, hit it. You know, like, like, we're about to we're about to get some ice cream. That's what's yeah. happening here. This you know, and believe cream. it or not, believe it or not, I know I sound like a psychopath, <laughs> but I am up on the year, which is insane. Yeah, hey, that's a good year. Yeah, that's a good year right there. Oh my god, we're gonna have to come up with like an ice cream bet now. From from now, we're gonna have to like like two picks a piece and also an ice cream bet. But you guys can like imagine what that would do to a psyche of like a twelve year old who like oh my god. To gamble. Yeah, like, you, already, go, you know, have you seen yeah. Vegas Vacation? Right, of course. You know. He's just standing yeah. by the sign. He looks or like sitting at the table. His dad is like, I want to gamble. Like yeah. that's all like whenever I was a kid, that's all I wanted to do. Uh, man. Uh, well, maybe it's... it was the lights or the, 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 the slots all or whatever, of... but like I've always been the oxygen it. pumping into the room 24 yeah. seven. <laughs> it's all of it. It's everything. That's how they, that's how they get us. It's how they hook us. And that's how they keep us. And maybe they'll still keep us on uh, Mike Davis props. Like I hate this game. It's Thursday night football. I'm going to talk about the games. I actually like over the weekend on tomorrow's episode of best on the board, but I hate this game tonight. Patriots and Falcons. Uh, Falcons are six and a half point dogs at home uh, against the uh, Patriots uh, on BetMGM right now. I, I can't in good conscience bet lay six and a half on the road with a Patriots team that has been good, but also feels like an anachronism from like 2005. That's just what this team feels like whenever you watch them. That's just how they're winning games. They're doing it, but I can't do that. I can't bet on the Falcons. They could be without Cordero Patterson, who really is a straw that stirs with a drink in the offense. There's I want no piece of this game side or total. So I look at the props and it's like, I don't even really know what to get into here. I will say, though, that both teams are dealing with some running back uh, situations that make this a little bit attractive. On Atlanta's side, 
it's uh, Cordell Patterson who might not be playing in this game. I feel like he's probably not going to play. This isn't posted. That's why I just got Mike Davis props up on the screen here because it's not posted right now at BetMGM uh, because of the uncertainty with Cordell Patterson. But if Cordell Patterson doesn't play, we have it straight from Arthur Smith last week uh, when he was asked about Wayne Gallman, why Wayne Gallman got so much run in that 43-3 loss to the Cowboys. He said something to the effect of, you know, we know we're playing on Thursday. That's why we, we saw Gallman in there. That's why we saw the backup quarterback in there for as long as he was in because, you know, we know we got a quick turnaround here. And, and so that is basically Arthur Smith telling you Wayne Gallman's still a backup. So if Cordell Patterson is out, Mike Davis suddenly – a guy who has just crushed me in fantasy leagues this season, becomes a little bit more intriguing. So that's something I'm going to be watching here. If Patterson's out, Mike Davis overs. If Patterson's in, Mike Davis unders. That's really all I've got for you guys. And I look on the other side of this game, I'm just going to blow through my picks so we can focus a little bit more on you guys. Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris is back for the Patriots today. We don't know exactly what role he's going to play. We know what Bill Belichick does with his backfields. But Ramondre Stevenson has looked pretty good over these last couple of weeks, you guys. And with Damian Harris back, his props are already out. 51 and a half is his rush prop right now. Ramondre Stevenson is going to be less than that. And I think Ramondre Stevenson still has a role to play in this game. So once that's posted, I'm going to be feeling those overs. His anytime touchdown is at plus 100. So... Yeah, that's something that I could maybe get into, but I'm really more interested in what the rush props are on Ramondre Stevenson. You're really going to tail these, Ari, after, uh, what, 0-4 the last two weeks on these props? You know, I, my buddy, uh, I don't really know much about the NFL, I'll be honest. Um, and I think I find it to be very hard to gamble on. Yeah. But my buddy uh, has gone, I think, like 10-2 and two in the last 12 primetime games, Whew. whether it be Thursday night, Sunday night, or Monday mm-hmm. night. So, like, we all have a Let's joke in the group chat, <laughs> which is calling him primetime. Like, every time he puts out a pick, like, people send Deion Sanders gifts. And, like, the guy yeah. can't miss. So, like, I'm very curious because I'm just tailing whatever he's – and, like, I I have gone 10-2 and two in the last the last uh, 12 primetime games, and the last primetime game was a loss. So, I'm, I'm worried a little bit about uh, – <laughs> but, like, basically what we've been doing is just taking pretty fav- – like, you know how I feel about this, Mike. Yeah. I don't like big home dogs in the NFL. So it's like, to me, if you go back and you look at a lot of the primetime games, there's been a lot of multi-score big home dogs that we've been taking. It's just yeah. like, I know Atlanta sucks. They are terrible. Last week they got their doors blown off. Mm-hmm. And I have Kyle Pitts on my fantasy team, and he's not doing anything either. But like seven points at home, if you buy it up, like that's a lot to cover. So yeah, that is a lot it's to just kind of like, I feel like in the NFL, if we were to look that up, Mm-hmm. You know, teams that were favored by seven or more or dogs by seven or more at home yeah. uh, in the NFL have to be way over 500 for the year. Yeah, For whatever it's worth, I am. I'm in a pool where I have to pick every game and every NFL game every week against the spread. And I'm definitely picking Atlanta. It's just that it's way too many points again for an offense that as good as the Patriots have looked recently. This is still an offense that is built to win games by scoring like 20 to 24 points and just controlling clock and letting the defense do it. And so that's a lot, that's a lot of points to ask a team like that to cover yeah, what on the road Browns last short week. week. All of that. I mean, that game was uh, that was just uh, that was a shocker to me. Uh, Patriots winning, not a shocker. Patriots winning in that fashion, that certainly was a shocker. But we've got a few more picks to get to you guys, so i got to get this in as well. 
All right, guys, let's jump into our picks here. You guys both have one pick remaining. Uh, let's go to Dan first on this one. Dan, I haven't heard from you in a while. We also haven't heard Fade Indiana in a while. <laughs> that was a strategy that was beautiful for us early on this season. We haven't gotten away from it. We just haven't talked about it necessarily on this show. We have another great opportunity to do it this week, Dan, with the Minnesota Golden Gophers in Bloomington, seven-point favorites. Let's hear the Fade Indiana case. Well, I mean, honestly, it comes down to Indiana. They're one of what one of two teams left in, in Power Five that has never win against a Power Five team. It's them and Vanderbilt. So they've been just unbelievably <laughs> bad this year. And and I'm a little worried. All right, I'm curious what you think about this. Am I overreacting to 38 to three Rutgers last week? Like they lost at home yeah. 38 to three to Rutgers. To Rutgers. Yeah, I don't know uh, if there's such thing as an overreaction, uh, <laughs> but like. <laughs> I think fold, folding up the program would be the only overreaction to losing 38-3 to to Rutgers at home. Yeah. Uh, so what you're, you're riding Minnesota here is what you're saying, right? Yeah. So Minnesota is like the most unpredictable team yeah. on the Lost planet. Lost Illinois. Like they <laughs> beat Nebraska, Maryland, and uh, Northwestern handily in four mm-hmm. straight weeks, and they had beat Purdue by seven. They all of a sudden jump into the college football playoff rankings. They're like looking like a pretty good team, and their only two losses up to that point were against uh, Ohio State. But then they lost to Bowling Green. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you're not overreacting, but like Minnesota is capable of beating Indiana by 100, and Minnesota (laughs) is capable of scoring six points and losing to Indiana by 100. Lost to Illinois, right? So, yeah. I mean, like, I'm with you. I think Indiana. I made a lot of money this year fading Indiana at the beginning of the year because a lot of people thought that last year was an indication that all of a sudden they were going to be a very good program. I'm not saying they're not improved from what they should be, but I think Vegas is catching up. So I'm a little bit, yeah. I'm out. I, I like your side. I'm just like, not sure I love it because Minnesota is <laughs> too unpredictable for me and I've lost money betting on Minnesota this year. Yeah, they have been uh, an unpredictable little squad. And, uh, yeah, they were, like, looking, right, like, hey, now look at us in the Big Ten West, and maybe we can be the team that gets to be the sacrificial lamb to (laughs) Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. And uh, now it's just looking like it's going to be my Badgers once again getting the— It's always your Badgers, man. It doesn't matter how bad they are or how bad they— I I can't wait. 59-20 to written all over it in Indianapolis. Let's do it. Same game every year. Let's let's get on that. Uh, Anything anything else here, Dan, on, on Minnesota? Any anything that has to do with not just purely fading Indiana? No, <laughs> that's it. I, I have notes in for both of my picks this week uh, for Florida and Indiana, and the headline on both team is Florida sucks. They quit. IU sucks. They quit. So that's kind of where my headspace is. If that says anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's uh, hey. That's uh, sometimes that's what we do. Sometimes we look for the negative. They side lost thirty-eight to three at home, side. by the way. Right. Like yeah. losing at a home is yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. Like, I love the betting against fading teams that quit. Mantra. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, here we are. And like people are comparing to Tom Allen to Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god! All right, let's get this. Uh, let's get this last pick in here. Ari Clemson minus four and a half against Wake Forest. Uh, what do you got for us on this? Can game? I just say that Clemson is just terrible against the spread this year? Yeah, yeah. so is Missouri. Yeah. We got so two two and eight teams against the spread this year. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> I think that people view like last week I bet Clemson uh, under against UConn because I didn't think UConn would score and then UConn housed the opening kickoff and then that was the difference in the under and I want to <laughs> I still am sad about that yeah 
But I do think that Clemson is a very talented team in spots. And I think that people are auto-betting or going to auto-bet Wake Forest here because it, they seem to be a very fun offense and a team that controls them, their own destiny. I mean, they ha- technically haven't lost an ACC game this year because the North Carolina loss was a quote-unquote out-of-conference game because they scheduled it on their own. Uh, but, like, this is a spot where I think Clemson, um, as a 7-3 and three team, I think we view them as worse than they are because they're so far off from what we thought they were going to be. But that doesn't mean that in a regular ACC team, if you strap the helmets away and you show them what this Clemson team is, they're not a very good team for that standard. So, like, to me, I think that if Wake Forest were to win this game somehow, it would be a very legitimizing win to some people because, you know, the talent on the one side of the of the coin is much higher. But, like, I think that Clemson is probably going to win this game by a touchdown. Yeah, I don't know, man. This Clemson <laughs> team, this, I, I, I just feel very uncomfortable with a team that has been this bad against the spread for as long as they have been this season. Yeah, I I know, I know. It's at home. <laughs> they've won three in a row. Uh, I think they've covered the spread each of the last – oh, wait, they don't think they covered the spread last week, but through two of the last three weeks. Mm. Um, and I guess the Florida State cover was like such a crap cover. But like, Oh, my God. Uh, the worst. There was another one. Mm. I don't know. Like, we all know that Clemson's offense sucks. Yeah. But I'm very curious to see Wake Forest operate in a game where they're play facing a defense with that much talent. So like, I don't think Wake, Wake Forest is going to score 50 points this week. So mm-hmm. if people think that, like, it's just going to be, like, an, another one of those, you know, ACC games with Wake Forest where the score is 42 to 38, like, I don't think mm-hmm. that's the type of game uh, that this is going to be. And I'm not sure Wake Forest can operate winning in games that aren't like that. All right, Ari, get us out of here on uh, point to point to a slot machine. You got a slot machine for us? <laughs> I think a slot machine is Ohio State minus nineteen. Wow! And yeah. I know that like Dan was like, <laughs> I cannot believe everybody likes this spread. It's like last week the Ohio State minus nineteen spread against Purdue was the easiest bet of the year. <laughs> you want to know why? Because yes. if that spread was oh, Purdue plus nine and a half, I would have taken Purdue. <laughs> like there's certain there's certain uh, oh, yeah. Vegas knows guys oh. and. Michigan State has the worst pass defense in the Big Ten, right? Like, I think that Ohio State's going to score a lot of points. That's a but you said slot machine, okay? So maybe I'll be yeah. wrong. I'm not gonna. I don't Pick think I'm gonna play machine. it. We'll go. We'll all go out for ice cream next Thursday. <laughs> I it think is. like the forty it's cold as hell in Chicago though. Forty-four to twenty-one type of game is out there. Yeah, yeah. You're not feeling that, Dan. I'm I'm feeling stay the heck away from that game. That's what I'm feeling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, you you took Michigan State in the pool though. Didn't I you? know I was the only one. Here. We all took Purdue last week in our in our picks. Now uh, I'm the only one who's still fading. I'm fading. It's going against <laughs> Ohio State. I'm curious if you think Utah minus three is similar, where it's like the line is so weird that like all right, I guess I'm, I'm supposed to take Utah. Now. I'm playing Utah. Yeah, I'm playing Utah. Sometimes yeah, that's I, what the name of the game is here, right? Is is knowing enough to know what looks strange and yeah. going against what feels right. Yeah. The thing about it is, is like I've tried to play that game because I knowingly step my put my foot into so many bear traps over the years, mm-hmm. knowing that this line doesn't make sense. But it, I'm gonna I'm gonna it's kind of like calling somebody in poker and wanting to see it, you know. But like this year, I tried that because the Iowa Maryland game at the beginning of the year. This mm-hmm. was the night my baby was born. Oh, so feeling lucky already. I was, yeah. I mean, I was just like, why is Maryland a three point favorite in this game? 
they're playing Iowa, who's got a really good defense and hasn't lost yet. And then I uh-huh. bet Maryland because it was like, I'm going to bet into the side that doesn't make sense. And then Iowa won like 56 to nothing. Like it was like, <laughs> I was just like, what am I doing? So it's like, yes, I love the idea of betting into the side that doesn't make sense. But uh-huh. also I feel like sometimes the line doesn't make sense. It's because we know a lot about the sport and right. we should trust what we know. So like I have a hard time deciphering which one's a trap and which one's good value. Yeah. Oh, that's what we're trying to do here. That's what we're always trying to do on Best on the Board. Hopefully we've done that. Hopefully we found some good value for you. Clemson, Minnesota, Missouri, SMU, and keep an eye for those props, especially the Ramondre Stevenson props once they are available. Let's do it. Ari, let's do it. Dan, you, ta- you can get on board as well. Will you let me know? Well, I've, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've tailed every single one of your plays that you sent me or sent on the show since the beginning of the season. It started out all right, but the last few weeks has been a little bit ugly. It's been near misses, What happened though. in the Dolphins game last week? Like, they forgot about their number one receiver. He was open like every other play, and they didn't throw him the ball. It happened again. Same thing that we had a few weeks ago with, uh, God, who was it? Was, uh, Chris Godwin. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, and then where we got five catches in the first half and then zero in the second half when he needed six catches. Same thing, right? I mean, it's Dylan like Waddle really, really those... frustrating to watch prop bets, oh. though, because oh, it's like God. when you watch, pro- I don't know if you are, but like if you're a guy who who bets a prop and it's a receiver's catches, mm-hmm. all I do is locate the receiver before the play and follow him in his route. <laughs> and like, I'm I, like, this uh, guy is wide psych- open. Throw him the ball. I, I'll throw him the ball. Am- Am I some sort of psycho who's not going to do that? If that's what I, I know, bet, but like, how many times was he open last week? <laughs> a lot, a lot. Like every, and like there was a there were a few touchdowns even they missed six targets. That's all he got. I mean, that's what I said in the show that it's all it's a volume game. I believe the number I called out was eight. Uh, that he every week he had eight targets. He still had the he got the six catches last week. He only got the six targets, four catches. So the catch rate was there. We just needed a few more targets. So hopefully we get that on Ramondre Stevenson. So again, I can't wait to see what those props come out at. But we got to wrap things up, for you guys. We've uh, we've already taken up enough time. We're gonna call it a show here for Ari for Dan. I am Michael Feller. We're back with you. The show is back with you tomorrow. Me and Casey Joyner taking a look at the full Week 11 NFL slate. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for listening. Happy betting. Good luck. We'll talk to you soon. See you. Thank you.